0: You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Matthew chapter 16 and verse
1: number 13. The Bible says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesar of Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremias, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, Amen. And you
0: may be seated. Uh, I'm going to be preaching this morning, of course, from our theme, and I'll be preaching for uh, several months uh, off and on throughout the theme. Uh, I am, I've not forgotten, I'm going to finish that series on the armor of God. Remember, we started that and I kind of took a break as we got into December. Um, I think I preached the last uh, message was the first Sunday of December on the armor of God. And then throughout the, the year of 2022, I'm planning to use the book of Acts. Uh, for a lot of our Sunday morning messages, because I want to remind us of the importance of the church. And I want to tell you, the church is so vitally important. It always has been, always will be. It's what Jesus started when he came to this earth. He established the church, and he gave it a promise. He said, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Hallelujah for that. So we'll be talking about that from the book of Acts. Uh, Sunday evenings here in the next couple weeks, we'll get back into the book of Psalms and I'll continue the series from uh, the Psalms on Sunday evenings. And then Wednesday nights, uh, I've got to finish up a couple lessons from Jeremiah. It won't take very long, but then I'm planning to start a series on Wednesday nights uh, on the book of Revelation. You know, I'm just amazed at all the things that are going on around us. And I want to tell you, when people say, do you think Jesus is coming back soon? Oh, you better believe it. And, and if you, I think he's coming back soon because he said he was coming back soon, but when you see all the things that are going on around the world, uh, it, it ought to just cause you to realize that it is so, so close. I believe we could hear that trumpet sound today, and uh, I want to be ready, and I want to know what the Bible says, uh, and I want us to study the book of Revelation, and hopefully that'll be a help to you. But for today, I'd like to be in this passage, and I'd like to talk about our theme Our theme for the year is about the church, but the verse we're using is Matthew 16, 18. And I want to talk about those first three words in Matthew 16, 18 on our theme where Jesus said, upon this rock. When I think about a rock, uh, I don't think about a little rock that you're going to pick up and, you know, throw it, you know, you know, across the cross the way. I don't think about a little, a little little block that you use maybe to, to build a child's toy. I don't think about maybe a block, a, a cinder block that you might use to build a building or to set a foundation. When I think about a rock, I often think about the pictures I, I saw when I was a boy in school, the pictures of the Rock of Gibraltar. How many of you have ever seen a picture of the Rock of Gibraltar? Isn't that an amazing rock? That place is incredible. You know what? That is the kind of rock that Jesus was talking about. Jesus said about himself, upon this rock, I will build my church. And I'm glad that Jesus keeps his word. And I'm glad that he will keep his promise and he will build his church. Lord, speak to us, I pray, in these few moments that we're together. I thank you for the time of uh, reflection. I thank you for the time of vision. And I pray that you would do a mighty work in our church and in our lives in this year, 2022, may it be the best year ever. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 16, verse number 13. We see that Jesus asked his disciples a question. He said, hey guys, I want to find out from you, but he said, "Uh, whom do men say that I am? It's a good question. And Jesus wanted to find out what the disciples had heard and maybe what the the word was, the murmurings going around. And they said, well, Jesus, there are some that say, you are John the Baptist. I remember Herod thought that. Herod, after he killed John the Baptist and then he heard about Jesus, he said, oh no, John the Baptist has come back from the dead. Well, no, this was not John the Baptist. This was somebody greater than John the Baptist. Some said, not only John the Baptist, some said Elijah. Remember the stories of Elijah calling fire down from heaven and and they had prophesied that uh, there would be a man that would come in the spirit and the power of Elijah. And they said, some say you're Elijah. But oh no, this was a greater man than Elijah. Some said Jeremiah. I think that's interesting because of all the prophets, you wouldn't guess Jeremiah, but Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. And you know what we find out about Jesus? That he was a man of sorrow. He was a man of tears. He was a man of compassion. When he stood before the grave of Lazarus, the Bible says Jesus wept. The Bible says when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. That ought to be a reminder to us to have compassion and to be broken for people like Jesus was broken for people. But then they said there are some that say, you're one of the prophets, He's just another one of the prophets. And by the way, there were some pretty amazing prophets that had come. Can I tell you, Jesus was a whole lot more than a prophet. Jesus was a whole lot more and a whole lot better than John the Baptist, Jeremiah, or Elijah. Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He was the Son of God. And that's what Peter said. Verse number 15, Jesus asked Peter, he said, whom do you say that I am? You see, it doesn't really matter what everybody else thinks. doesn't matter what everybody else says. What matters is that you know who Jesus is. What matters is that you've trusted Jesus and that you've accepted Jesus and that you have placed your faith upon Jesus Christ and him alone. He asked, he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter opened his mouth and Peter answered. And by the way, it was a great answer. Verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, thou are the Christ the son of the living God I'm so glad that Jesus my Savior my Lord he is the son of the living God aren't you glad that we don't worship a dead God Aren't you glad we don't worship a a statue of a God? We don't go to a tomb thinking that the bones of our God are still in that tomb. But we worship a God who is living. We worship Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah for that. Peter got the answer right in verse 17. Jesus commended him. Jesus said, Peter, I'm shocked. You don't usually say the right thing, but you said the exact right thing there. He said, Peter, he said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, which means son of Jonah, which Simon was the son of jo- Jonah, but Jesus said, I'm the son of God. But Simon Bar-Jonah, flesh and blood, hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Did you know the closer you get to Jesus and the more you spend time with God, and the more you spend time in the book, the more you walk with God in prayer, did you know God will reveal some things to you? I'm not telling you he's gonna reveal the winning lottery numbers to you. I'm not telling you he's gonna give you the stock market you know, index the day before, but I'm telling you this, God's gonna show you some things. God's gonna give you some wisdom and some discernment. Have you ever had a situation that you were faced with and you didn't know what to do, but you prayed about it? You got some counsel about it, you read the Bible and you said, you know, I, I just, I believe this is what God wants me to do. And you did it. And after you did it, you said, whoa, praise God I did it. Praise God that God showed me because that could have been a very different situation had I done something else, but God directed me. You know what God did for Peter? God gave him the right answer. The father revealed to Peter that answer that Jesus was the Christ. He was the Messiah, the son of the living God. And after Peter gets that answer correct, Jesus says to Peter, he said, Peter, I want to tell you something. He said, thou art Peter. And upon this rock, speaking of himself, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, when I think of Of hell I literally think of the flames and the fire and I think about people who have rejected Christ being in hell this word hell has that meaning it also has the meaning of death the place of the dead and I want to tell you God has given the church the promise that death cannot stop the church Satan cannot stop the church the demons of hell cannot stop the church The forces of evil cannot stop this church because this church was not built upon a pastor. This church was not built upon a staff. This church was not built upon a deacon board. This church was not built on the choir or the Sunday school teacher or the ushers or the nursery workers or the the greeters. This church was not even built upon the members. This church was built upon Jesus Christ. And if it's built upon Jesus Christ, it's going to keep on going. It will prevail. Even the gates of hell are not going to stop the church. Jesus said to Peter, he said, thou art Peter. Would you turn with me to 1 Peter? 1 Peter chapter 2 in your Bibles. 1 Peter chapter 2, of course, this is the a letter that was written by Peter under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And Peter was an amazing man. We talked about him in Sunday school. I had the opportunity to teach the Saints Alive class and we talked about Peter and boy, he made some mistakes. But can I tell you what? God used Peter in a great way. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 4, the Bible says, to whom coming as unto a living stone, now we're talking about a rock, we're talking about a stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Verse 5, he says this, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Verse 6, Wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Here's what Jesus is telling Peter, and I think in some ways this might be an explanation from Matthew 16. But he tells Peter he says, "Hey Peter, you and the, the 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 other disciples and the prophets and and the saints of God, you are lively stones." You know what that means? You are pieces in God's building. Did you know every one of us, we are a piece of the church? The church is not the building, the church is the members. Hallelujah. You know what that means? That means if this building were to burn down, and I pray it doesn't because I love this building and we need this building, but we've already seen it. We can have church on a parking lot if we need to. We'd have church in a tent if we need to. We could have church anywhere uh, because the church is not the building, it's the members. And so he said, Peter, you and the other apostles and the disciples uh, and the saints, you are lively stones. But the name Peter literally is the word Petros. P-E-T-R-O-S. And that word literally means a a stone or a pebble. Like, like we're talking about small. But Jesus said about himself, he said, but upon this rock, speaking of himself, that word rock is the word Petra. P-E-T-R-A. That word Petra, the Jews knew exactly what Jesus was talking about. Because there were the Edomites who were the enemies of Israel, the Edomites were the descendants of Esau, and they had a fortress. You know what the name of that fortress was? Petra. It was a fortress that was literally carved into a mountain. And that fortress was so secure that the cities and the, the, the nations of that day would actually send their treasures and their valuables to Petra, because Petra was the Fort Knox of the day. That's where they would keep their valuables just to keep them safe from other countries. And so when Jesus said upon this Petra, upon this rock, they knew he wasn't talking about a little building block. Jesus wasn't talking about a little stone or a little pebble. Jesus was talking about a solid rock that could not be moved like the rock of Gibraltar. Can I tell you this? Jesus Christ is the rock. And not only did the disciples know that based upon what Petra was, but I want you to listen. I won't have you turn to these passages, but Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, the Bible speaks about God and it says he is the rock, capital R. His work is perfect. All his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Deuteronomy 32, 18, of the rock, capital R, that begat thee, thou art unmindful and hast forgotten God that formed thee. Deuteronomy 32, 31, talking about the enemies, he said their rock is not like our rock, capital R. So when Jesus said upon this rock, you know what he was saying? He's saying, I am Petra. I am the fortress. I am the solid rock. I am the chief cornerstone. And not only that, he was saying, I am the rock of the Old Testament. I am the God of the ages. I am the God who created Jesus Christ was claiming his deity. When he made this statement, when he said upon this rock, everybody knew what he was saying. The church wasn't built upon Peter. The church wasn't built upon a membership role. The church wasn't built upon a baptistry. The church wasn't built upon a bunch of people doing good things. The church was built upon Jesus Christ. The songwriter wrote and said, On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Can I tell you, we have a rock. The church is built upon Jesus Christ. And the fact that the church is built upon Jesus Christ, that ought to encourage you to know that in 2022, if we'll stay close to Jesus, he's gonna continue to use us to build the church. It's not about us. It's not about uh, Victory Baptist Church. It's not about you or me, but it's about Jesus Christ getting the glory and building his church. Upon this rock, Jesus said, I will build my church. Turn back with me to Matthew 16, the word church. We've seen Peter, his name is Petros or Petros, meaning like a small rock or a pebble. Jesus said, upon this rock, Petra, meaning a a, a solid foundation. Uh, Speaking of uh, Jesus Christ being the rock of ages, upon this rock, Jesus said, I will build my church. The word church is the word ecclesia. You've heard me say it before, but ecclesia, everybody knew what that meant. It meant a called out assembly. So when Jesus said, I'm gonna build my church, he said, I'm gonna build my church, my assembly. I'm gonna call some people out of this world and that is going to be my church. That's why in order to be a part of Victory Baptist Church, you've gotta be born again. You know what that means? You've been called out of this world. You've been saved by the grace of God. You've had your sins forgiven. You've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And we are called out of the world, but we're not just called out of this world. We are called to Jesus. We are called to be close to Him. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. The word church is found 77 times in the New Testament. You see all of the books of Galatians and Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians and Thessalonians. Uh, they are written to churches. In the book of Revelation, there are seven letters to the churches at Asia Minor, and God has a lot to say to the church, and the church is what Jesus Christ started in his earthly ministry. The church is important. Let me give you a few thoughts and we'll be done. I've, I'm I'm not going to preach the whole theme today. We'll just preach a couple thoughts and we'll, we'll go home. Upon this rock, number one, we must build our faith. You see, the church, again, the church is not just some place where we come and we sit on a pew. The church is not just a place where we come, we get a bulletin, we sit down, we sing a few songs, we hear somebody get up and preach and we go home. But the church ought to be a place where we allow God to build our faith. If you're here today and you've never been saved, you don't even have faith. You've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You've got nothing to build on. But the church ought to be a place where we build our faith. Turn with me to Matthew chapter seven, please. Matthew chapter seven. We're talking about the rock and we're talking about building. Well, Matthew seven, Jesus said in verse number 24, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a what? A rock. And verse 25, the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and they beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. When your house and your life is built upon a rock, can I tell you, the storms can come and the winds can blow and the rain can descend and the floods can rise but you're going to be okay, not because of you, not because of your experience, not because of your, 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 uh, your fortitude or your mental strength or your emotional ability. You're going to be okay because your life is built upon the rock, Jesus Christ. That's a wise man that builds on the rock. But verse number 26, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand we've got a lot of folks not in this church I hope but we've got a lot of folks in our world today that's all they're doing they're building their life on the sand they're building their life on politics and by the way we I I, I thank the Lord for people that are involved in politics we need Christian people involved in politics but have you noticed We've not closed the doors and sent everybody to Raleigh or closed the doors and sent everybody to D.C. We're opening the doors of the church because this is God's plan. This is how we're gonna reach the world. This is how we're gonna change our country, Uh, not because of politics. We're gonna change this country because of Jesus Christ and the word of God. But a lot of people are building their their hopes on politics. You see, if if your person doesn't get in in 2022 or 2024, your life's a mess. Well, I got news for you. I don't care who the president is, my hope is still built on Jesus and my life is still built upon the rock of Jesus Christ. And I wanna tell you, when the storms come, if your life is on the rock, you're gonna be okay. The winds are gonna blow and the storm's gonna pound, but you're gonna stay and you're going to remain because of your foundation. A lot of people are building their life upon the sand of the economy. By the way, I don't know what's gonna happen in 2022 with the economy. But it doesn't matter what happens with the economy if your life's built upon Jesus Christ because heaven's economy is doing just fine. They pave the streets with gold up there. Down here, we just use asphalt. We just use blacktop up there. It's so amazing up there that they're paving the streets with gold in heaven. Can I tell you, you can't build your life on the sand of finances or the sand of an economy or the sand of a stock market. Here it is, real estate. Real estate never, ever goes down. Yeah, I could take you to a place about 10 years ago where the real estate market crashed like nobody would have ever imagined. I'm not saying it's gonna happen again. I hope it doesn't happen again, but I'll tell you this. If your life is founded upon real estate, your life is founded on a bank account, and your life is founded upon a 401k or a retirement, those things may not be around next year. But Jesus will be around. And the rock will not move if your life is built upon the rock. Don't build your life on the sand of relationships. People change. Uh, People that you, you think are the greatest thing ever, and people that you think, oh, this person, I can count on this person. They may not be here next year, but I'll tell you who will be. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. His name is Jesus Christ, who will never leave you, never forsake you. One which built his house upon the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. You've got to build your faith upon the rock. Number two, you've got to build your family upon the rock. I understand some watching, some listening, some in here. You say, I don't have a family. I'm all by myself. Well, I got news for you. If you're a part of a church, you've got a family. It's called a church family. And in some cases, that church family will be there for you when your family's not there for you. But build your family, build your life, everything you do, all that you have, build your life upon Jesus Christ. He is the rock. Then your future must be built upon the rock. When I say future, I'm talking about your eternity. If you're here today and you're listening, it's the first Sunday of January, and you say, Pastor, everybody here thinks I'm saved. If I were to walk an aisle and I were to say, I need to get saved, people would say, oh, What, so and so, we thought they were saved. What in the world? No, you know what we'd say? Praise God, they got it settled. Praise God, they didn't put it off another week or put it off another month or another year. And your future must be built upon the rock. Your future cannot be built. Your eternity cannot be built upon your church membership. I said this in the early service, but did you know there are churches that that they've kept all of their records and files and a fire came and a fire burned up and they don't have any files. They don't have any records. Aren't you glad God's not dialing numbers down here saying, hey, was so-and-so a member of your church? Because I'm not sure if I'm letting them in or not. Well, praise God, that ain't happening. But wouldn't that be sad? No, sorry, Lord, we don't even have any records. We don't even know about so-and-so. I'm not basing my future on church membership. My future is based upon the word of God and the rock of Jesus Christ. Your future's gotta be built upon Jesus, not on your church membership, not on your good works. Well, my mom, or my dad, or my grandma, or my grandpa, or or my my uncle, or my cousin, friend. Praise God for godly family members, but your family member's not gonna get you to heaven. You'll go to heaven because you trusted Jesus Christ for yourself. It's up to you, but upon this rock, build your faith, build your family, build your future, and then because of this rock, because of Jesus, we have heaven to look forward to. Aren't you thankful for that place called heaven? What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. What a reunion that's going to be for our loved ones who've gone on. Because of this rock, Jesus Christ, we can have a home. We can have a family. We can have joy and we can have peace and we can have relationships and we can have a life that is worth living all because of the rock. Because of this rock, Jesus Christ. We have hope. We have confidence. Again, I I pick on the news probably too much. It's not the news's fault. It's our fault because we don't read the Bible. But if you're you're getting all your, your hope and all of your confidence and all your anticipation and all your joy based upon what the news has to say, let me save you the time. Tomorrow, people are getting shot. People are overdosing on drugs. People are sick. People are dying. There's tension in the Middle East. There's gonna be another shutdown. Uh, There's gonna be another blizzard. Uh, There's global warming. I mean, and by the way, I'm starting to wonder about this global warming this week. Now ask me next week and I might change my mind. Oh, it's gonna happen. The whole world's dying. Uh, Oh, the whole world's depressed. There's not enough money. That's the news. That's the headlines. It'll be be tomorrow. I'll save you the time. But if you skip the headlines and you start reading the words of God and you read the news from heaven, you're going to find out that it's all going to be okay. You're going to find out that God's got everything under control and we have a hope and we have a confidence in Jesus Christ, the solid rock.